Mirabel heard the bells of a church up on Piccadilly chiming for Sunday service and wondered if it was St. James's. It was a long time since she'd been in church. She'd stopped going in 1940, increasingly disillusioned by the spiralling death toll. Since then, she'd only ever attended funerals and memorial services, of which, during the war years, there were too many. Shaking herself from those dark thoughts, she filled a basin with hot water and washed her face. It felt late, perhaps ten o'clock, but her watch had stopped overnight. She pulled on her clothes and hurried downstairs. Time was marching on. So Mirabel settled the bill and set out towards Westminster. London felt like a ghost town. The buildings here were overbearingly grey and heavy. Down a side street, round the corner from the yard, a pub was just opening its doors. Mirabel decided to duck in. Policemen drank in local bars and it seemed a good enough place to start. Besides, the walk had sharpened her appetite. A sherry, please, she ordered. And do you have anything to eat? We might manage a ploughman's, the barman offered. There's always a roast on a Sunday, but it's not ready yet. It's not so good neither, truth be told. Mirabel smiled. A ploughman's would be fine. I'm heading round to the yard. A friend of mine died there yesterday morning. That darky. Mirabel took a deep breath. He was my friend. The barman ignored the remark and headed to the kitchen. He returned with a plate of fluffy white bread and a sliver of buttery yellow cheddar and laid a small glass of sherry in front of Mirabel. In one corner of the plate, a teaspoonful of chutney had been unexpectedly fashioned into a canal. The barman fished a pickled onion out of a jar with a long spoon and popped it delicately to the side of the meal with a splash of dark vinegar. Do you know Chief Inspector Green at all? she inquired. Miss, the reason the police drink in here is because we don't say a word. I've heard he looks terribly young, that's all. I wondered what he was like. You need to make up your mind about that yourself. I'm sorry about your mate. I always dislike it when they kill themselves. Being locked up is hard on a man. A trial is better for everyone in the long run, isn't it? Mirabel sipped the sherry. Does it happen often, do you know, people killing themselves in custody? The barman regarded the beer taps as if he was drawing inspiration from the metal plates. Odd thing to ask. What's she getting at? Mirabel tore off some bread and carefully placed a blob of chutney and a shaving of cheese on top. It's a genuine question. I've never heard of it before, someone dying in police custody. But you have. She popped the bread into her mouth and gave him a small smile as she chewed. Well, it happens all right, said the barman slowly. Not too often, but I heard of it. They generally, you know, hang themselves, he gestured upwards. If a man's had enough, he's had enough, see? Plenty fellows would give up if they thought they was going down for a stretch, quite apart from the guilt. That young darky of yours killed a bird, didn't he? Maybe it hit him all at once what he'd done. You want something else, miss? It's only I've got to get down to the cellar to see to this tap. Gosh, everyone assumes the girl is dead. No one's even found a body. Do you think, Mirabel continued smoothly, you might manage a cup of tea? The barman looked nonplussed. Kitchen's not open yet, he said. I can't do nothing that involves cooking. Outside, Mirabel headed towards the river. The plane trees were skeletal, and the opposite river bank formed a vague, misty outline through the gathering smog. She turned left along the embankment, and then paused in front of a sign mounted on the stone wall. City of Westminster, Metropolitan Police. The building loomed. The door was open. Mirabel took a deep breath. This was where Lyndon died.
Further along the embankment, two police horses were making their rounds, the noise of their hooves echoing loudly along the otherwise empty road and across the water. It felt eerie. Had Lyndon lost hope in this place? Vesta was convinced he had been murdered, but this morning it was easy to imagine someone giving up here. Even the entrance looked intimidating. Maribel braced herself and mounted the steps. Inside, the desk sergeant was perched on a high stool. He was out of place like a caricature of a country policeman. His cheeks were pink as summer plums and his eyes sparkled. His uniform was immaculate, and Mirabel reckoned he must be close to retirement. In the grey silence of the embankment, she had expected a shady, ghost-like figure, one that might have presided over Lyndon's death. Mirabel gave him her most winning smile. "'May I speak with Chief Inspector Green, please?' No, madam, he's not available. A colleague, perhaps, someone involved with Rose Bellamy Gore's disappearance? I have some information.